It is day two of Dafyud Ches. We are holding the Gemara Dafyud Ches on the last of the narrow lines towards the bottom of the page. Yesterday we brought various sources for the principle that one is not allowed to do labour, forbidden work on Cholamoid. Today the Gemara continues with another source. Tanya Edechit was taught in another Brisa. The Torah says about Pesach for a six day period you should eat Matzah and on the seventh day shall be an Atzeres, a restraint to Hashem you shall not perform laborious work. So the price says, This passage links the first six days of the festival, which include Cholomoed, with the seventh day of Pesach, which is Yom Tov, to teach you. Just like the seventh day is restrained from the performance of work, so too the previous six days of the festival, including Cholomoed, are restrained from the performance of work, of labor. So the Gemara counter, the Brisa counters, But then you might think to say, just like the seventh day is restrained from the performance of all work, all labor, so too the previous six days, including Cholamoid, should be restrained from the performance of all manner of labor. Talmud Lomar, so the Pasuk says, On the seventh day, Hey, Hashavi'i, on the seventh day shall be a restraint. That there's a differentiation between the seventh day and the previous days. Hashavi'i atzor b'chomalacha. The seventh day is restrained from the performance of all manner of labor. Ve'en shisha yomim atzorin b'chomalacha. But the other six days, or rather the other five days, I'm afraid point out, because the first day is also yomta. The other five days, in other words, cholamoid, they're not restrained from the performance of all manner of labor. Rather, they have a lesser limitations on the labor that can be performed. And from here we see the Pasuk itself gave over the legal particulars of these days of Cholomoed only to the sages. They should tell you which day is a Yom Tov when all labor is prohibited and which day is Cholomoed when certain labors are permitted. And regarding Cholomoed itself, which labor is prohibited and which labor is permitted. Because as we know, for example, the Dava Ovid Work that is required to prevent a financial loss is permitted on Cholamoid. And therefore there's a differentiation between the work that can be done on Cholamoid, the work that can be done on Yom Tov on the seventh day. And from this Pasuk, we learn out the prohibition of work, of types of work, on Cholamoid. Now having dealt with the topic of work on Cholamoid, the Gemara moves on to the last part of the Mishnah. The Mishnah said, That if Shavuos falls on Shabbos, Beshamah and Beishel both agree in that case that the Korban Chagiga and the Ulasriya cannot be offered on Shabbos when, when Shavuos falls on Shabbos. Rather, we defer the Korbanos they're offered on Sunday. The Yom Tavach, the dedicated day of slaughter for the Korbanos, the sacrifices of Shavuos, is deferred to Sunday. That is the dedicated day. However, since there were heretical sects that believed that Shavuos always falls on a Sunday, based on a Pasuk in the Torah that we won't go into now, and in order to not look like we were agreeing with that view, that heretical view that Shavuos always, always has to fall on a Sunday, so when this happened, and Shavuos fell on a Shabbos, and the Yom Tavach, the dedicated day of slaughter, was moved to Sunday, in order that it not look like we were conceding that Shavuos must always fall on a Sunday, the rabbis instituted certain things on that day to make sure it didn't look like Shavuos. For example, we said the Kohen Godol wore different clothes when he was going about his day-to-day business, and similarly, Umutorim Behesper Vatanis. We were allowed, the rabbis permitted, eulogizing and fasting on that Sunday. In order not to uphold the words of those, not to agree with those who say that Shavuos is always on the day after Shabbos, always on Sunday. That we shouldn't look like we're agreeing with them. So we permit eulogizing 
and fasting, even though on Shavuos, on Yom Tov, you can't eulogize, you can't fast. So we allow that on the Sunday, the Yom Tovach, the day of slaughter, to show that we absolutely 100% are clear that that Sunday, the day after Shavuos, is absolutely not Yom Tov. Because if it was Yom Tov, you wouldn't be allowed to eulogize and fast on that day. So the Gemara challenges this ruling of the Mishnah. The Gemara says, Vahatanya, wasn't it taught otherwise in a Brisa? The Brisa says, Maase o meis Alexa Blud. It happened that Alexa died in Lud. Venechnasu kol Yisrael asofto. And all of the Jewish people came to eulogize him. Would not allow them to do so. Because that day was Shavuos. So he didn't allow them to eulogize because it was Shavuos. So the Gemara says, let's look at this Brisa for a moment. Yom Tov well, you think it could actually have been Yom Tov? Yom Tov If it actually happened on Yom Tov, would people have come to eulogize him? Of course not. People, everyone knows you can't eulogize on Yom Tov. So when the price says that people made a mistake, they thought you could eulogize on Yom Tov and Rabbi Tarifin had to stop them, it can't be talking about Yom Tov itself. Rather, let's say that what the price means to say is Rabbi Tarifin prevented people from eulogizing Alexa because it was the day of slaughter of Shavuos. In other words... That wasn't Shavuos itself. It was the day of slaughter of Shavuos. Now, if it was the day of slaughter of Shavuos, what do we say in our Mishnah? When Shavuos falls on a Shabbos, we move the day of slaughter to the Sunday. And on that day, the Mishnah said, you are allowed to eulogize. In the case of the Brisa, though, if that's what happened, then the day, it was actually talking about the day of slaughter, why did Rabbi Tarifin stop them from eulogizing when we said in the Mishnah, you're dafka allowed to eulogize? Not only that, you have to allow people to eulogize on the Sunday in order to not support the view of those who hold that Shavuot always has to fall on a Sunday. So which is it? Is it like our Mishnah that you are allowed, in fact encouraged to eulogize on the Yom Tavach, the day of slaughter of Shavuot? Or is it like the price seems to indicate that Rabbi Tarifin prevented them from eulogizing because on the Yom Tavach, the day of slaughter, you shouldn't eulogize? Which is correct? So the Gemara answers, Lo Kasha. There's no difficulty. We can reconcile the two cases. Kam biyom tov shechalios achar shabbos. Kam biyom tov shechalios b'shabbos. In the Mishnah, we're talking, as we said already, where yom tov shavuos falls on shabbos. When shavuos falls on shabbos, the yom tovach is Sunday, and when yom tovach is Sunday, we have to do something to show that we don't agree with those who hold that shavuos always has to fall on a Sunday. So we allow people to eulogize on that day. But in the Brisa, where Rabbi Tarifin stopped people eulogizing on the Yom Tavach, the day of slaughter of Shavuos, we're talking about a Shavuos that fell during the week. And when Shavuos falls during the week, then the Yom Tavach of Shavuos, you are not allowed to eulogize on that day. Now there is one challenge to this answer of the Gemara. Many people may be thinking about this already. And that is, when Shavuos falls in the middle of the week, there is no need to dedicate a Yom Tavach, a day of slaughter. Because you can offer the sacrifices according to Beis Hillel and Mishnah. When Shavuos doesn't fall on Shabbos, it falls midweek. You can offer the offerings of the Olas and the Chagiga during the week. Why would you need a Yom Tavach? What does the Brisa mean that there's a Yom Tavach, a day of slaughter for Shavuos? Why don't you just offer the offerings on Shavuos itself? So the Tosus read answers... That the Gemara calls the day the day after Shavuos, in that case where Shavuos fell midweek, it calls the day after Shavuos a day of slaughter, Yom Tavach, because in the Temple era, many people wouldn't be able to bring their festival offerings on Shavuos itself, which only lasts one day, and they would bring them the next day, on Isruchad, before leaving Yerushalayim. And even though, really, they had technically had another five days after that, they had seven days in total, the day of Shavuos, the next day, and another five days, 
but the great majority were brought on the first possible day after Yom Tov. So many, many people would bring them the day after Shavuos because they were anxious to return home and they weren't able to bring them on Shavuos itself. They bring them the next day on Isru Chag and therefore the rabbis declared that day as a day where you could not eulogize and not fast because they were forbidden for the, to the individual on any day that they would bring a sacrifice, an individual would not be able to eulogize or fast on that day. And therefore, since the majority of people would bring their korbanos, either on Yom Tov or the day immediately after Yom Tov, so that day is called the Yom Tovach, and that is the answer, the reconciliation between the Mishnah and the Brysa. We're going to hold it for today and move into an entirely new topic and a new Mishnah tomorrow. I wish you all a very good day.